Music to our ears. We've got the man, the myth, the legend. All three. All three. Yes, indeed. Vector 720. Is it 720? 720? What is it? It isn't 720. No, it's only 720 because Twitch made me add something to Selecta. 720 is was my record store in Pittsburgh that closed down about five years ago. But I'm just Selecta. Not DJ Selecta. Not Selecta 720, just Selecta. Yeah, Static Selecta had it after me. So you there know. you go. We know you came first. Exactly. I'm older. So Selecta, very warm welcome to the podcast. We're thrilled to have you, Thank first you. of all, as, uh, as our guest. Yes, uh, indeed. Podcast, but then also for the 90s Raid Train that we're hosting on Sunday. Okay. And uh, you're finishing off the set for us. So it's, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. And, you know, you are. I tell a lot of people you are one of the most uh, inspirational DJs on Twitch for me. Thank you. Because you almost have a limitless crate selection. Um, Have you always been this way in terms of your DJing? Have you always dug so deep? I have because I've been in radio since day one, since I was 15. And to radio, it's kind of different than the dance floor. you got to explore multi-genres you have to explore different iterations of songs interpolations um, covers you know you just really need to stray from the norm when you're on radio especially on commercial uh, on commercial no especially on the antithesis of commercial radio college radio and now i'm on npr radio so really i gotta get um gotta get deep and heady for npr i don't know if you know over there it's um i guess bbc but national public radio over here is um, you know NPR? They do Tiny Desk. I don't know yeah. if you've watched them. Yeah, You'd be, yeah. of course. I don't know what the equivalent is in 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 uh, in the UK. No, we all watch Tiny Desk. We think. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. So yeah, I've I've always dug deep. You know, originally with vinyl. Let's talk about the Twitch experience for you because oh, obviously sorry. that's how I discovered you. You are someone who attracts a lot of loyalty through your listeners. I I think I remember you coming back from. Your Christmas break. We're all upset with you because you decided to take a break. Yes. And um, you came back and it was just your intro screen and you were just powering through. Hype train, right. The hype train. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I got so many messages. Where were you? You didn't let us know. What You said you'd be gone for a week and now it's been, yeah. So I'm super appreciative. Um, yeah, I don't really have, have words for how that came to be. I mean, really, I just do what I do and... It was even hard to get people, you know, everyone on Twitch, I would say about 70% on Twitch, um, they're new followers. They're not my Facebook contingent, which it's like pulling teeth. You know, you know how hard it is to get people to come from other Mm -hmm. social media platforms over to Twitch. So I just left it alone after a while. I was like, you know, there's a whole world of people there who are willing to discover great new music. It doesn't have to be the same people that you've ridden with all along they'll come when they're ready right because i was late to the game i started streaming on facebook in march you know mid-march right when COVID hit then i didn't get over to twitch until august because i was skeptical and then when i finally came over there it was um it was heaven sent you know it was like i was i'm in seventh heaven you know it's still as we speak you know eight months later yeah i don't know how you stumbled upon me but you did somehow some way so i'm, I'm appreciative I'm across you could, because the numbers uh push the cream to the top don't they that's what happens. So I kept, I kept that would have. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't. I yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I kept um, seeing. So, so you know, somehow based on on 
you know, my, my listening patterns, I guess they recommended you and what a recommendation. So what, what about since you came on Twitch, talk to me a bit about the journey. Say so initially you were skeptical. It was a very, very quick from what I can see, it must have been from August last year to where we are now. Right. Acceleration in, in, in your numbers and the appreciation and love you're getting. So what was that like to experience? And um, was there a moment where you're like, okay, yeah, this I'm good here. Yeah, when Scratch Bassett came into my chat, uh, I, you know, I was in complete awe. Like, what? Well, I'm not a turntablist, so what are you doing in my chat? You know, a legendary cat like Bassett, you know, and I've come to learn that even turntablist DJs want to hear good music. You know, they don't always need to go to other DJs that can, you know, go behind their back and coast to coast. We call it coast to coast on the East Coast when you go back and forth. I mean, I could dabble a little, mm-hmm. but coming up, coming up, I was, uh, I didn't have a lot of money, so... I never really learned how to do doubles because I wanted to buy two different records as opposed to one of the same record. Mm. You feel me? So yeah. that, that, that's why I never really learned a lot of turntablism because I didn't really have the tools, meaning two copies of the same record to go along with it. But yeah, somehow I made partner numbers in about three weeks and they took six weeks to approve me. So I was waiting, biting my nails in the interim until they approved me. Nice. Mm-hmm. So let's let's get down to the, the meat of this. While we're here, Select, so here's talk about the 90s. The 90s. In 1990, I was 17. So tell me what that era means to youth. Uh, yeah, I mean, the 90s were, that was the end of the, the early 90s were, it was the end of the golden era. So that meant a lot to me. I mean, you look what came out in the 90s. Actually, yeah, Brand Nubian, Pete Rock and CL. Low End Theory, X Clan, Biggie, KMD. Most of these records, I mean, the Dela did not, and Latifah, and a few others, and JBs. But in '90s, it is is my era. Although I dig into the early '80s as well because I was young, listening to um, you know Grandmaster Flash and Houdini and Curtis Blow and uh, Fat Boys. You know, rest rest in peace to uh, Prince Monkey D. But the 90s, the early 90s to me meant the end of the golden era. And then the mid to late 90s meant the raucous era. And I'm a big fan of backpacker hip hop. So I was big into most, big into quality, big into Sir Menelik, Godfather Don, Shabam Sadiq, um, El Fudge, all the lyricists, Lounge Cats, um, Royce the Five Nine, just you know, and then the other backpacker side, the whole Nervous Records crew, uh, Black Moon, Helter Skelter, Smith and Wesson. It's interesting to me to hear that you've got so many influences because most people say, Yeah, I'm into lots of different stuff, but it right. actually feeds into your performance. You know, what's crazy though, when I play out in the public, I'm not playing anything you hear me do now, I'm playing at straight spots where you got to empty out your pocket. And walk through like a TSA type security. Like I'm playing straight trap and party joints yeah. when I'm out. So people don't know that side. That's why I have an alter ego called Selector, where <laughs> I bring out the ratchetness. Because you know, when you're playing at bars and clubs, you you can't get loose. It's not like I can play like a a free jazz tune or or even like a like an Erica Badu. Like I, I can't even play Badu in most settings. So. You know, when I, it's 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 a breath of fresh air to be able to play music that speaks to me as opposed to just the same subset of 75 songs you're going to hear at any bar, club. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're going to hear Get Money, 
crush on you all about the Benjamins, um, you know, random DMX cuts. Like I, I'd never want to hear any of those songs again. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> even some of the, even some of the old school hip hop songs, I'm good. I don't, I don't need to hear top billing again. I don't need to hear Eric B as president again. You know, it's just, when you do something for so long, you just need, you just need, need something new. So I'm a big soulful house dude. I'm just venturing out into, into genres that I didn't get to explore. I'm, I was always a fan, but didn't get to explore as much because of limitations from where I am geographically. So. Yeah. Let's get into it. I asked you to put together your, your top three nineties songs that meant the most to you. And number three, I would have to say scenario by, you know, tribe yeah. leaders. Really? It was just tribe and leaders, right? Yeah. Yeah. So man, yeah, just, that's a song that I could still hear. And that's a song you never want to cut off prematurely. You know, a lot of New York DJs go one verse and they're out, but that's a song you want to play from, uh, from the beginning, even the remix too. You know, I would say those, those, um, two versions are you know, up there at number three to me i was a native tongue dude de la and tribe and, and jungle brothers okay yeah i mean that that because I, I i need more i mean woo brings soul but to me i need i love the jizza independently of woo i love inspect the deck yeah. i don't like the woo as a whole i know that's sacrilege i know i shouldn't be saying this it's but an opinion selector it's an opinion yeah and, and yeah. but i enjoyed 36 chambers all the the side project ghost and Ray, all all the, the 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 follow-ups from there not a huge fan um maybe a little too grimy i, I, I yeah it's weird I, I i love mop but most of my hip hop needs to be pretty and jazzy and and who who we got as as uh, your favorite tribe mc oh well, yeah i mean obviously tip I mean, I don't, I don't I, know. I don't, I don't know if it is. Obviously, would, would you say uh, that? I, I would say most, most people would would choose Tip over Fife, rest in, rest in power. But yeah, yeah. I mean, just for pure lyrical ability and and cadence and vocal stylings and yeah, I mean that that nasal tone that did it for me. You know, just like there was supposed to be a group with Q Tip and Ad Rock from the Beastie Boys and be real from cypress hill and they were called the nasal tongues as opposed <laughs> to the native tongues but it never saw the light but they recorded a few tracks so nice that's uh, I, I love those kind of stories that there could have been groups exactly. <laughs> quite a few of those groups. all right cool so at number two what have we got number two is probably not um an obvious pick but uh, man to me, this is the greatest remix, hip hop remix of all time. You probably have no idea what I'm going to say here. The greatest hip hop remix of all time. This is a big statement. Yes. Shut him down remix, Public Enemy, Pete Rock. Nice. Man. He took that. If you heard the original, it's kind of lackluster and doesn't, doesn't have the oomph. But Pete brought in those Tom Scott horns and the cuts and Pete with the guest verse written written by Puba, incidentally, his cousin. But um, yeah, Shut Him Down remix. Just I want to throw a chair when, when I hear that. Much like Annie Up, Shut Him Down, the way that starts. Hold it now. It, yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. And I'll be honest, you don't look like the type of person I'd see to, to be throwing chairs. At throwing chairs? No, no, I, I have not thrown a chair in my life. I've never been in a fight. So, you know. Well, number one. Um, 
actually has much to do with number two. I think it's going to be reminisce, even though that's exactly. Yep, you already know. You already know. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know how anybody would say that that's not one of the greatest hip hop songs of all time. The feelings that it, it, it that it, it evokes, you know, just you know, losing trouble T. Roy, to how CL tied it into his his family, and then once again another Tom Scott sample, much like "Shut Him Down." Those horns, the intro beat in the beginning. Like I said before, just the way uh, Pete cuts it up. Um, it's just the perfect hip hop song. Um, my honorary mention would also be, I guess you could say number four as a perfect hip hop song would be Far Side Passing Me By. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in the B2, it's not like he was using, you know, production techniques that aren't used today. I mean, it's 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 timeless in lyrical and, and, and production um, um, production abilities for sure. You thought I was going to have you thought I was going to have like SWV week and uh, so for real. And, <laughs> I had no idea. You do your own mama. Yeah, you know, but I, I was a 90s R&B head, too. But we we shunned R&B for a long time. Then it was OK to like R&B. But early on, De La called it rapping bullshit. So, you know, but <laughs> it was not oh. cool to like R&B in the 90s. I mean, it just wasn't for pure hip hop heads, at least not here stateside. It wasn't cool. So, yeah. OK, cool. So let's hear a little bit about what you got planned in the future. Maybe, you know, uh, a post covid world are you still streaming what, what are you doing what's oh yeah look into the future was it you already know i'm on at nine o'clock in the morning so okay. nothing's gonna break my stride as far as streaming goes because if i need to do a gig at night then i'll do a gig at night but yeah i don't think streaming is going anywhere you know anytime soon why would it you know everyone's conditioned now and especially if you're at work and you're working and lurking as they say in the twitch world why not turn on Twitch? It's it's much better than the than the um, than the alternatives, you know, than than satellite radio and some other ways to to get music fed to you during the day. So yeah, it's not it's not going anywhere. Even in the evening, I mean, not everyone goes out, especially my my age demo. I'll be I'll be fifty in a couple of years, so you know, like we're, we're not. I wouldn't go out if I wasn't spinning, and I don't. Yeah, I love it. I can be in my slippers and, and you know and, and and rock the party so I'm, I'm fine with uh the virtual world for as long as it, it continues on nice i guess one answer to your to your why not listen to twitch would be uh the impact on productivity <laughs> oh well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's super addictive oh my goodness <laughs> just just going from room to room and in, in my ADD, I'm like, I'm going from room to room. I'm tabbing. I have like seven tabs open with different DJs and some things aren't muted and they're floating. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of work for uh, as a user and as a streamer. You know, it's just it's man, it's just so much engagement. It's a, it's a whole new skill set. I mean, I never talked on the mic prior to this, but now I'm shouting people out for giving bits and sh- shouting, you know, new followers out subs and yeah it's 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 a brave new world for me it's changed you it has yeah i mean i was just a radio behind the scenes dude and here we are i didn't have a name you know like i I don't know if you know dj fly but he he saw me one day and he was like who is this dude you know early on who is this dude with 150 people in his room every day who is he Cause I didn't have a name. I'm not like someone that's that's known coast to coast like a lot of DJs on Twitch. I mean, I'm I play here and in Cleveland, and that's it. Like it's not like I was rocking LA or or New York or Chicago. Like 
I was just a local DJ, radio guy, play cabarets, you know, that type of vibe, you know, old, old head, grown and sexy vibes. So I was actually going to throw in the towel before Twitch. Well, wow. I was going to go back and get a day job, which I haven't had for eight years. Yeah. Mm, talk about it. Yeah. I, I was thinking of reasons. Damn. Can I, can I, can I say I'm sick tonight at the club? Can I get someone to fill in for me? It's just, it, it, it was just drudgery just going in there and just, here we go again. Here's started off with some slow jams. I'm going to end it off with before I let go. And and it's just, it just, it just wasn't something I was interested. It wasn't, it wasn't feeding my soul. It became disingenuous. I was going in there and pushing a button as opposed to, you know, playing music that really spoke to me and um, just, just meant something beyond just going in and, and collecting a paycheck. So I think, you know, once again, I think people outside of the music world can relate to that as well. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for your time, Selector. Yes, indeed.